there's a misconception that this is some sort of strange, off-the-grid federal enclave. Port San Antonio on the city's southwest side shares a runway with Lackland Air Force Base. Laced in between modern buildings are old military barracks, airplane hangars, and brick roads, all a reminder of what once was. San Antonio is the nexus of everything that the Air Force became. In March of 1910, the military's first aircraft took its maiden flight at Fort Sam Houston. Benjamin Falloy basically taught himself to fly using instructions he got from the mail. Falloy, a U.S. Army general, began teaching others about these new inventions. There were multiple successful flights, but one went terribly wrong. Pilot George M. Kelly, after whom Kelly Air Force Base was named, crashed and died trying to avoid encampment areas on Fort Sam. They said, no more flying here. This is not really, uh, the, the, the base isn't set up for that. So General Falloy eventually moved his flights to a plot of land on the southwest side. Kelly was the first Air Force base. Uh, it was established in November of 1916. The base evolved into the nation's largest hub for maintenance, repair, and overhaul. By the 1990s, Kelly Air Force Base was the largest employer in San Antonio. At one point, there was about 28,000 civil servants and, and contractors and working there. But virtually overnight, those workers found their paychecks coming from Boeing and Knight Aerospace, not the Air Force. In 1995, the Department of Defense announced a base realignment enclosure, or BRAC. The DOD stopped operating the base six years later. Some really forward-looking people said, let's not close it, let's just change the way that we think of it. The Greater Kelly Development Corporation took charge of the land, renaming it Kelly USA. The new mission was to operate as a landlord while keeping San Antonio's highly trained military workforce. It became an inland port, which still exists in a small way today. There is the ability to do rail logistics. There is a little bit of air cargo that flies in and out of here on a daily basis. In 2007, the name was changed to Port San Antonio to reflect that process. But in 2018, new leadership had a new vision. The mission of Port SA became more about transporting ideas than cargo. We are the center of gravity for cybersecurity, information technology, and aviation, as well as critical infrastructure, not just in San Antonio, but quite possibly in Texas. So Port San Antonio kept its role as a landlord, but its tenants became more tech-focused. Port SA operates as a political subdivision of the state and is publicly owned but they don't get tax dollars. What we do is we borrow against the assets that we own. We make our money through operations, profit and loss, through services that we sell. Today, 80 different companies and 16,000 employees are located on the campus, both in the public and private sector. According to the state comptroller's office, the port generated $5.6 billion in 2018. Boeing was the first private company to plant roots at Port SA in the late 90s. Currently, we have seven programs on site. Today, this is Boeing's largest operation on the planet. It's a combination of having access to the facilities we need, the runway we need, but it's really about being tied in with the community. This is the largest freestanding hangar in the world. We have about 1.6 million square feet on this site. We have access to a 12,000 foot runway so we can fly in any aircraft. Today, as opposed to 100 years ago, those airplanes are really big flying computers. And so what used to be about purely engine blades and rotors 
now requires microchips and computer processors and big data. Much of that new technology is being developed at Port San Antonio through companies like Standard Aero and Chromaloy. But it's not just aerospace. It's a natural um, place where we can bounce ideas off of each other. Plus One Robotics is one of the newest companies on the campus, a local startup focused on making loading and unloading trucks easier. They build robots that can do that job, all monitored by humans via the internet. So we are the blend of cybersecurity and logistics, and that's the exact same mix of people that are here. The need for cybersecurity expertise can be found just down the road from Plus One, with over a dozen cybersecurity companies on the campus. There is this nexus of technology and logistics, uh, but also the ability to uh, grow as quickly as we wanted to. That interconnection is a big goal for Port SA, not just for the here and now, but also for a new generation of tech talent. The Tech Port Arena, opened last year, houses the San Antonio Museum of Science and Technology. There's also the WEX Foundation, a space exploration program that involves local middle schoolers. We've had kids, and we take no credit for their brains, come in and go on to MIT, go on to A&M, go on to Alamo Colleges, go on to Palo Alto. And that's what it's about. One idea that came out of these student-based programs, lunar habitats, pods that are made up of ground-up moon rock, then 3D printed into livable structures on the moon's surface. And that idea is no longer just a theory, it's being brought to life by a San Antonio company called Astroport, which has a partnership with NASA. There are also plans to build a biodome here, a space where researchers can experiment with environments like the moon's surface and a vertiport. It's going to be a first of its kind vertiport. So vertiport is a new airport, currently doesn't exist, um, to support electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. Propelling a long history of flight into the future. <laughs>